0: L'kutei Sichah Tzoruk, Yimel, Parsh, Zbidbar, sicha number one. This sicha, the Rebbe is going to take a word that we see a lot in Chumash, the word minneged, and discuss what is that meaning according to Rashi. It seems like a very simple word, but we see Rashi is going to translate in many different places, and based on all those places, we will understand what exactly is the definition of the word minneged, Neged, kineged etc., so let's start. So in this week's parsha, it discusses how the B'nai Israel camped in the Midbar. What was their formation of the tri- 12 tribes? So the Pasik tells us that the, uh, the tribes are split into four groups, right? Each group had three tribes in it, so you had three tribes to the east, three tribes to the west, three to the north, three to the east. And the previous Psaqim tells us also that the Leviim camped in the middle and of the four groups, and within the middle, right in the center of where the Leviim were, was the Mishkan. So you had the Mishkan, surrounding them was the Leviim. And then surrounding the Levim you had the other four camps, each one made up of three Shvat. So the Pasik tells us that each each, meaning each tribe, is supposed to camp according to the banner, uh, the banner of their tribe. The base of Islam. The oasis means according to the signs of their, uh, of their, of their, of their family. Rashi gives two different interpretations, but let's keep it simple. Meaning is, each one had the color, the flags were according to the color of the chayshan, uh, the, the, the and by looking at the color of the flags, we'll be able to tell which tribes were living there. And if the passage continues, that they were meneged, that they were facing um, in, uh, the oil maid, while they were they're they're in front of the oil mud, circling it, and that's where they camped. So Rashi quotes this word and explains, what does this word mean? He says it means merachik mil. It means as a distance. So the way how you read the pasik that Bnei Yisrael camped at a distance uh, while, they were, uh, 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 while they were surrounding the oil mud. Uh, how, how far is this distance? A mil. That's a measurement. It's about a mile or kilometer, actually. Koma so no, Yishanemar brings a proof because we see by Yeshua, this is when the Yidin crossed the Yardin. So they, it says by Yeshua that the Aurin had to be, was in the front. It's usually in the center, but when they crossed the Yardin, Teitak Yerichah, it was all the way in the front. And the Pasuk tells us that it was 2,000 Amas distance between the Oren and the rest of the B'nei Yisrael. Why was there a distance of 2,000 Amas? The purpose was that they'd be able to go to the Aaron even on Shabbos. And if it was more than 2,000 Amas, you'd be out, out of the Shabbos, so therefore it was less. And the Rashi continues, And then Moshe and Aaron and his children and the Levim camped surrounding the Mishkin close to it. So meaning is, Levim and Moshe, they were all very close to the Mishkin surrounding it. And then at a farther distance, they, the Bnei Israel were circling it. So really, just to break it up before we do all the questions, we see Rashi saying a few things. First of all, he translates the word meneged, means at a distance. Second thing, he tells us, what was that distance? It was a, a mill. Uh, then he gives us a proof from Yeshua. He gives us the reason why it had to be just the distance of a mill and not more than that. And then he brings us this idea that Moish and Aaron Levim were very close to the Ayameid, Ink and the Eden, that circled it in a more distant fashion. So all those points, we're, we're going to start asking questions on. From this that Rashi writes at the beginning of his Pirish, uh, the word Merachek, right? he doesn't just say, Meneged, what is Meneged, a meal, it's because... He's translating what the word meneged means. Meneged means at a distance of a meal. Meaning without Rashi's translation, we wouldn't know what the word meneged means. So he tells us, Merachik, uh, it's at a distance of a meal. So, we have another time we see the word meneged. Uh, this is in Parsha's Kisaveh. It's going to be later on by the curses. It says that your life will be hanging in doubt in front, in front of you, or meneged, opposite you. Rashi doesn't explain what the word menegad means. He doesn't say that it means at a distance from you. He doesn't say that it means in front of you. So why over there doesn't he bother explaining it? Must be that either the word is understood on its own. You just read the pasik, You figure it out. That your life, your life will be in doubt and be hanging in front of you. Easy to translate. Or even if it's not, he was relying on how he explained it over here that it means at a distance. So, same thing in our pasha. Why does Rashi have to translate it? Either it's so obvious how to translate it in our context that it means at a distance, so don't translate anything. Or you're saying it's difficult and we need Taka, a place where it translates it, but we have an earlier source where Rashi already translates this all the way back in Chumash Bereshis, in Parshas by Hagar. It says that when they finished the water and, Yish- and they were, after Av- Avsara threw out Hagar and her son, they were in the desert and um, Yishmol got sick and they didn't have any water left. So it says that Hagar went and sat minneged. So Rashi says, what does it mean that she sat minneged? That means she sat from a distance. That means she left her son, because she couldn't bear to see him suffering, and she sat at a different a distance. So we already see what the word meneged means. It means at a distance. So why does he have to explain it over here again? Another place Rashi translates it is uh, at the uh, end of Parshat Sazinu, where Hashem tells Moshe to go up to the mountain and to see Eretz Yisrael meneged. Meneged, you will see the land. And Rashi says, "What does it mean? At a distance, you'll see the land of Eretz Yisrael at a distance because you will not actually go into the land." So again, Rashi has to tell us three times what the word meneged is. First, he tells us it by by Hagar and, and Chomish Then he tells us a second time that meneged means that our parsha means at a distance, and then the third time he tells us by in Parsha Sezinu, Why does Rashi need to translate the word th- three times? Translate it once, and we'll understand what it means. Base. Next question is, what's missing in the Pshutei Mikra? The Rashi has to tell us how far away they were. Meaning, is even if you want to say, we don't know what the word Meneged means, it means at a distance. So just write that, that the Bnei Yisrael uh, camped at a distance uh, while they were in circle, at a distance from the oil Mother Saviv the Ayalmight. Why does they have to say it was that what was the distance? Who cares what the distance was? Like, why does that make a nafkamina if there was a mil or more than a mil, less than a mil, or I mean, less than the mill makes a uh more than mil makes a difference as we're going as Rachi said, because it had an issue with Shabbos. But what was the difference that it had to be specifically a male? Shagan Mil, um, also, we see by Hagar, it doesn't, Rashi doesn't bother to tell you how far away Hagar was, even though there is a Medrash that tells us it was a mil. So Rashi doesn't bother over there to tell us it was the distance of a mil. So why does he have to tell us over here what the shear was? Gimel. He says, also, what's the relevance at the end of Rashi? He says that Moshe, Aaron, his children, the Levim, they're camping very close to the Ayyad. Like, what's? The, how does that change the Pshan and our Pasek? Why is that relevant here? Skip the parentheses, the brackets for now. And we're going to go to the question Dalit in the second column, last paragraph. We'll get back to the brackets in a moment. Fourth question. He says the reasoning that Rashi gives why they had to be at a distance of a mil was because they needed to be able to come on Shabbos. So this is really just an explanation why it wasn't more than a mil. Why wasn't it 15 mil? Oh, because they had to come on Shabbos. So therefore, the maximum distance they could be away from the mikdash was one mil. So the question is, why would you think that they should be farther than a mil? Whoever right? brings an R17, we have this idea of, uh, of um, you're supposed to be close to the, to the mishkan, right? So why would you want to distance yourself from the mishkan and say, oh, the maximum, you know, really, you should be really, really far away, but you can't be more than a mil. Pashtas, the closer you are, the better. So you don't need to tell us why they couldn't be more than a mil, like they couldn't be more than a mil because they need to come on Shabbos. The real question is why did it have to be a, a distance of a mil, like, they should be as close as possible. So why is Rashi assuming what was the assumption that the Yidu would be even farther than a mil, and then that Rashi has to give a reasoning and show us, no, that's impossible, because they have to come on Shabbos. So we can't say that p'sha'olah. What's even the Havimini that they would have wanted to be so far away? Hey, Loma par Rashi, Moesha Aaron and Vanov, B'havi leyle me'im, or B'kitsha ve'alavim, Shemash mu'usay kolbane shevet levi. Next question is, why does Rashi have to give details? It says it was Moshe and Aaron, and his children, he should have just said the levim camped besomach to the oil might. He says, especially since for the Pasuk before that already said klar that the Levium were camping around the Mishkan Ha'edus. So just quote the lush of the Pasik. And we know Moish and Aaron were included in that pasik. Uh, That's the Pashab Shad of the Pesukim. And the Pesukim afterwards, it actually says that clearly that Moesha and Aaron and his children were were, were, were camping around the Mishkan in order to do their job of guarding it. It's just that in the earlier Pesuk, it doesn't tell you which direction Moesha and Aaron and his children were just says that all the Levim generally were, were surrounding it. Later on it tells us in more detail that where exactly was Moish and Aaron and the children, they were in the east. So, so Rashi should just use the Lashon Pasik, should have said the Levim, that the Levim are camping around the oil and we would have understood that meant also Moish and Aaron. So Question three was, why is that even relevant? That he has to tell us that they were camping close to it. Question five now saying is, well, for whatever reason it's relevant, why is it relevant to specify um, who they are? We, just by saying Levim, you know it would include everybody. So just to go back to the brackets, we said question number three was, what, what's the relevance to understanding the Pshat of the Pasik that Moshe, Aaron, and his children in Levim were camping very close to it? So whoever's going to try to give a pshat. And he's going to show how that doesn't make sense at all. Um, there, there was a contradiction. So Kim Rashi wants to answer it. He says there's a stira. He says, because in the previous Pasik, in Pasach uh, uh, P- Nun Gimel, Perak al Pasach Nun Gimel, tells us that the, the Levim were camping surrounded the Mishkan. So that means that they were pashtus. it means they were very close. And over here it says that they were camping very far away from the Mishkan. So is it close, or does it mean that they were far? Should, so Rashi answers, no, we're talking about two different groups. The ones that were at a distance of the mill, that was the rest of the Bnei Isra. While the Pasuk, Perak Aleph, Pasuk, then Gimel, that was talking about Meishah and Aaron and the, the Levim. They were, they were camping close to the Mishkan. So it's not a steer in the psukim. they're talking about two different groups. Ba'av El Iyaf came Okay, but he says this is no, you can't say it. this is impossible for a few reasons. First of all, because <laughs> he says the Pasik says that the pre- prior Pasik was talking about the levim, this Pasik is talking about bnei yisrael. It's pasul shan in the pesukim. You just need to read it have it like basically know how to translate a few uh, translate basic Hebrew and you'll have the answer it's not even a question so Rashi's not going to come to give you an answer of something which is very obvious from the Pesukim so 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 what are you going to say you're right the, the steer is not in whether it's you know one passage gets smashed there close and one that's far because obviously, as we've mentioned, one's the B'nei straw, one's the Levim, that wasn't the question of Rashi. Rather, the question is in the word Saviv, which means to surround. Because, when it talked about the Levim camping, Saviv, it meant literally right next to the Mishra. He says, Saviv, in one place, is in Moshma, very close. While in our pasik, it's mashma, that the same word saviv, which means to surround, we're saying it means at a distance. Meneget saviv means that it's a distance. So the question is, what does the word saviv mean? Does saviv mean that you're encompassing something? Or does it mean that you're just circling something, which could be even at a distance? So what's the pshat? Is it encompassing or circling? So he says that can't be the question, because first of all, Rashi would have quoted the word saviv. If he, the question is in the word saviv, you should have quoted that. And Bay's a theory appears Saviv in Rashi Mitzarz. He said, "Also, Rashi doesn't answer it. So, what does the talk of the word Saviv, mean? Does it mean to encompass, or does it mean just to circle?" And Baba Rashi the Fneza. This answer, it's not a continuation of what Rashi was talking about. Right? Rashi was talking about what the word Mil Kenegah um, means. We're saying Kenegah means at a distance. And then we have a second question: What does the word Saviv mean? Does Saviv mean to, to encompass, things like really close? or does this mean just a general circle around something so it's two different ideas so could do a common but mark shirashi mazur bazin yan in and perusha shol teva Achas or teva sakhadesh markos of matu teva zoeepam the fine calling the fine at me din didon in machine matmatic the nege tzavv eudepam he says we spoke many times that when rashi explains two different ideas even if it's in the Pshat of one word or or teva sakhadesh a few different words if it's two different concepts, he's, even if it's on the same words, he will quote that word once, say whatever he wants to say, and then he'll quote the word a second time and then say the second thing. So that's what Rashi should have done. He first should explain what the word uh, Meneged uh, means. And then, oh, you have, oh, according to how we're the word Meneged, you want to know what the word Saviv means. Um, so bring down the word Saviv and say, oh, Saviv means um, whatever the answer would be. As, as we mentioned in question game, we don't actually answer that. So that's obviously not what Rashi's coming to explain. The Rebbe doesn't say why not, but B'pash, this is because it's uh, you know it's not such a strong question. Saviv means just circular to to circle around something. You could be circle you could circle something very close, that your mamish samach to it, or you could be at a distance. But the word Saviv just means to circle, to be surrounding something. You're surrounding it very closely, surrounding it very far. You know, not not, not as such a such a strong question, so Rashi wouldn't bother to explain it. But anyway, the point is we have these uh, five questions. Uh, in Rashi, and let's try to answer it. So Sif base. So Habiru calls that. He says He says we see from many psukim in the Torah what the word neged. Right, our pasuk was min or kinneged, um, neged. Over here, minneged. Our, our, but but this the Rashi just right now the Rebbe is explaining the word So we know the, which is the shayrush of the word minneged, right? So negen is the shayrush. So negen means noicha, which means facing. It can mean in front of. It can mean opposite in the presence of. All idea is that you're, you're, the idea being is that you're facing someone. Yeah, yeah, you're opposite someone. meaning You're facing him. Different ways to translate, but it's all the same. Nukuda is that you're right in front of the individual and you're facing him, uh, and you're in his presence. Fine, right, so that's what neged means. Many so can we see in the Torah, that's what the transl the pure translation of the of the word means. So bzhem uving gam shots of kineged or mineg kyse bzha, a pier shotzah Shahariza, Usa Tev Bateh Safes, aches me shimeshoth mem khul. So even if you add one of the um add the word you add a mem to the word or you add a chaf to the word, that's just adding a, pref- a prefix to the word. So it's not gonna change the essential meaning. It's just adding like minnegan means whenever you have the word men, which means from, it's giving it, it's connecting to the idea of place. Right? You're saying minaged, you're seeing him from uh f- from across from him, right? Or kinnaged means something which is like your, it's like your opposite, the individual, right? But the idea is that it's always this idea is that you're facing someone. Your, 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 where's your place? You're facing him from uh from from from, from, from the opposite area of where he is or you're facing him in a way which is like you're opposite him, or like you're in his presence. So He says, I, we see other times where there's an additional uh, implication of that word. Like, for example, in our place, where it also means at a distance, they're facing them. At a distance, but it never never takes away the pasuk shot. It just adds. Meaning, it's also an passing Menega means you're facing the the, the mishkan, where, but you're facing it at a distance, or you're opposite it at a distance. Right? But but the pasuk shot still remains. We're just adding something, because that's what the pasuk you can see from the context of the pasuk that's the interpretation. So this is, so this is Actually, it's meaning, in other words, is a general idea. It means being in the presence of, being opposite, being in front of, and then each place has its own context. Sometimes it can mean you're opposite someone at a distance, or it can you mean you're opposite them but you're in a way that you're circling them, right? Like you're circling them and they're opposite you because they're right in the center, or it can you mean just from one side, you're opposite them. I'm on the east, you're on the west, right? facing each other. And how do you know what the implication is? You just have to look at the passage and see what fits. We give an example. It says by Adam that, um, that uh, Hashem created for him an Ezer Kenegdoi, a, a help a helper who will be in front of him. So Pirush what does it mean? There will be a helper in front of him. So he says, Zacha, Azer, And If he's Zeicha, then it's an, then there will be a helper. If he's not not then it's K'Negdoi, It's 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 opposite him to fight. Meaning is it's Negdli. It's opposite him, but not opposite him in a way that they're. Um, Seen face to face, usually see like entire say, Panim al Panim, it's a lotion of chiba and love that they're face to face, that they're um, it shows usually on a cure of a das, the closeness. But over here, it's like it's negative. Why? Because over here, it's the exact opposite. You're close to them, not because of love, but rather to fight for war. So also here, we see the word negad means in front of or opposite. But in our pasik, it's understood that it, from from the pasik. Why? Because first, of all, he, as he explains, because first of all, the pasik, the word connecto is. If it just meant he will be a helper in front of him, what does the word "in front of him" add? Just say that he created Chav to be an Azer for him, right? to be his helper. Why does it say a, a helper in front of him? What does the word connect add? We already know that she's being a helper. She's being a helper for him. What does it mean? She'll be a helper in front of him. Like What, what, what is that implication adding? Second of all, it also has a chaf there. So it's, we already know that it's not a simple interpretation of just being in front of him. Rather, it's something which is like being in front of him. So therefore, we understand that it means... It's to it's 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 to, to fight against him. another example. Mashakas of negedahar. So it says by the Yidam when they by Har Sinai that they were camping across uh, or opposite the mountain. So all the Mafreshim asked on Rashi. I would like to pierce Rashi. What does that mean? The Mizrahi. It means to the east of the the mountain. And anytime upon Any time that you see it says the word neged, it always means to the east. So, all the them, unfortunately, ask on Rashi, ha, what do you mean? Negative always means to the east. If you just look at this week's Parsha, and Parsha's a midbar, it uses the same word, min-negative, and it doesn't mean to the east. It actually means that they're surrounding them at a distance. So, we see negative calls as, to mean to circle, to be as a, to circling someone. So, what do you mean that whenever you see the word negative, always means to the east? But Kvad nasay, what does Rashi mean? The Peshad is, nega doesn't mean to the east. It doesn't mean to any direction. Nega just means in front of. So, depending on the context, that's what it means. So, Rashi is just telling us that whenever the context of the Pasik is that it's for a particular side, right? I'm facing you in a particular direction, then the direction will always be that I'm facing from the east specifically. Okay? You're always to the east, to the east. So you'd be to the east, and you're facing someone um, who'll be to the east of you. So that 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 explains the Pasik very well because the Chayra, what why did the Pasik have to add negadahar that they were facing like opposite the mountain? Who cares? Just say they were camping by the mountain. Who cares that it's negadahar? Elamai, the Torah is trying to tell you exactly which. Direction they were, how they were camping. It's important for whatever reason. So the, therefore, Rashi telling you how, which one is that. It's always the east because the east side is called the uh, east is called Kedem, which means in front. So he's facing someone who's in front of you. That would be towards the uh, towards the east side. In other words, the mountain Har Sinai was at the west. And the Yidin, were to the east of it. So, that, so according to this, it's understood that the word meneged means in front of. But sometimes when it says meneged, it means you're in front of it, but at a distance. You're facing it at a distance. Then the Pshat would be that in addition to being in front of it, you're also at a distance from it. It says that she sat from him at a distance of uh, the shooting of the arrow. So, moving, she passed says, a a He says, because since how do we know it means at a distance? Because it makes sense according to the hampshire. You're saying that she sat at a distance from him. But how much, how far was that distance? Um, the distance was, the distance of Matchavi Rakasha. So menega would mean that they were at a distance. It means, so when the Pasuk continues and says, B'teshah menega, that means she continued to even distance herself even farther. Meaning, to read you the whole Pasuk, how would it sound? she went and sat down at a distance a bowl shot away, because she thought, let me not see as the child dies. The Pasuk says a second time that she sat at a distance, meaning is, as Rashi explains, since he was about to die, he was close to dying, she distanced herself even further. and She raised her voice and she started crying. So we see from the, the Pasuk, we're talking about Earth... Because she doesn't want to see the child die, so obviously it means that she's not just sitting in front of him watching. Rather, she's put, put she's going farther and farther away. So <expressed untoSean> <Oliver> he's the same thing. Our P- we know "maneged" means in front of, but that can't be. The only thing it's trying to say, because we already know that the B'nai Yisrael were in front of the oil because it says saviv, they were surrounding the the oil they were around it. So we already know that they were in front of it. They're fronting front of it, of course. You know, if you're around something, then obviously you're you're facing it, you're opposite, you're opposite it in all directions. Therefore, he must say that what is lufne means is telling us another thing. Not only were they in front of it and surrounding it, rather, but that was at a distance. So pisa move in shetzar the farsh merachek the So now we can understand the first question. We ask, why does Rashi have to explain this word three times? You know, to explain it once, and and we'll know it. So we're saying is because we know what the essential word means. It means in front of. That's not what Rashi's coming to explain. What Rashi needs to explain in each place is when there's an additional meaning to this word, and that you could only understand from the context. Therefore, each place has a different context, and Rashi has to tell you, okay, so in this particular context, what additional implication does it have? So, by hugger was the first time you need to explain what it means. Then we have arpasik, which was also another, because of the... Um, as we said, we just mentioned, because it's Pasha, that they were in front of the oil, mayed, because it says Saviv, therefore it has to have an additional explanation, which means at a distance. Uh, and four Rashi explains And now what about the third place? Well, there's a Rashi, the in as we mentioned, right before, um, uh, in Parshish before Masha Rabbeinu passed away, Hashem tells him to go to, Har- uh, to up the mountain and to see the land. So Rashi says it means at a distance. So why does, he, why does he say that? He says, He says, that Pasuk over there, it's clear. It does, doesn't just mean that you're in front, that, the, that opposite to the land or in the presence of the land, you will, uh, in front of the land, you will see it. Why? Because it doesn't fit with the end of the pasik. Meaning is, What's going on over here? Moshe Rabbeinu is about to pass away. So Hashem tells them to go up to the mountain. And He explains to him the reason. Why do I want you to go up to the mountain? It's in order that you should be able to see the land because, because you will not actually go into the land. So if you're going to tra- translate Minneged, it means just in front of, what, what's the explanation? That Minneged, you should see the land while you're in front of it, meaning is while you're facing it. So you'll face the land as you'll see it, because you're not actually going to go into it. Why, why, how does that explain the word "menegen"? Meaning is why should you facing you? Obviously, you have to face the land if you want to see the land. You always have to be able to face it. If you're looking the opposite direction, of course, you won't be able to see the land. So this that you're gonna die is not an explanation of why you have to face the land. You have to face the land because you want to see it. Rather, what's Hashem trying to tell him? Hashem's telling him, why do I want you up to this mountain? And, and for you to see the land and see the land at a distance, he says, because since you're going to die, you're not going to actually go into the land. Therefore, I want you to go up the land. At least you'll be able to see it from a distance. So Meneget makes sense. Right? Because, like, think about how Moshe Rabbein is saying Why Moshe Rabbein is thinking, or at least... Why should I go on this mountain to see the land from a distance? Let me just continue going and let me see it up close. Let me go into the land and I'll see the land up close and I'll go to Chavroi, and Sholeim, go to all the different places. Why should I see it for such a distance? Shatam tells him you have to see it from the distance because you're not actually going to get into the land. So you, you got to just see it at a distance. This is the best you're going to get because you're about to pass away. But if you're going to say "menega," just means facing. So what's he telling him? Moshe Rabbeinu, you need to face the land when you see it because if not, because because you're about to pass away, that's why you should face the land. I mean it, it, the word menegatus is mamish extra but now the Rashi explains it, he says it means at a distance, then the Pas makes a lot of sense. You will see the land from a distance, but there meaning is to mamish go in and see it close, close by. That you will not be able to do. I'm not a dying ain't a bit of a past <laughs> long venice call sarka. Gami never she perush a maracha like you teresy. The hergam zeb poshit, Shibanach, Nisroh, Mishkan came for Shlafneza, Valavim Yahnus Mishkan Aedis. He says, still, it's, we, we don't understand something over here. Because um, even if you want to say that the psham, the word meneged, means that there's a di- distance, that's still extra. Because even without the word meneged, you know that they were at a distance, because we already said in Pasukim, Parakalif, the Yimbal, that the Leviyim were surrounding it. So obviously they were the closest. So the Bnei Yisrael, who would have been surrounding the Levium would have been at a distance. So why is the Pasik telling us Maneged, that they were at a distance? We know that. Levim were first, they were second. Clear, they were farther away. Therefore, are the Pasuk trying to tell us not only were they distanced because they were, they were camping around the Levim, but rather they were distance, they, they went further than that, even further. There was a space between them and the Levim and they camped even farther away. They, um, then, 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 then the closest possibility to be closer to Belaviyam. So the reason of this is understood very Pashat, because we said earlier that uh, the reason why they need to have there was a law that the Yidin are not allowed to um, go into the base of Mikdash and start touching thing because a Zor that comes too close to the base of Mikdash, that can cause a plague and that individual die. Therefore, we had the Levim who were guarding the Mishkan and making sure the Yidin didn't get close. So it makes sense that what type of distance that they, they needed to be, they couldn't just be right next to the Levim. Rather, they should continue going, they should be farther away because the farther the distance they had from the Mishkan, the better because then it will be less of a chance for them to be Nixshol and to go where they're not supposed to go. So instead of just being a few hundred feet away, they were an entire mill away. And that's why Rashi, l'chein, pierce Rashi, shei'mich ha'ka'yomil, shebzeh ma'adush That's what Rashi tells us as a mill, because it stresses two points. Point number one, why they weren't, as, how, why they went further the necessary witzad, you know, the camping itself. Inside the camping itself, it could have been the Levim, and the Usrain could have been right next to the Levim. But rather, they distanced themselves even more. So Rashi tells us, a mil. So that gives us that, that explains to us what the Pasek's telling us. Because remember, Pash and the Pasik, even without the word meneged we know that they were at a distance. So why is the Pasik telling us meneged? So Rashi says it's trying to tell us that they were even farther away than the cheniyah. It was at a distance of a mil. So that 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 expresses that first point. Therefore Rashi tells us the word, Meneged is telling us that they were farther uh, away more than they needed to be because of the Chani of the Levim itself, because the Chani of the Levim was only from three, side, three sides, and also they didn't have that many people so wouldn't have taken such a big shatah, but they distanced himself until a mill because they wanted to be even farther away from the Mishkan because of the possibility of going where they weren't supposed to and going into the Mishkan when, uh, when they weren't allowed to. And then Bayes, the second point Rashi stresses by telling us it's a mill. He's saying that it couldn't be more than a mill. Right. So Rashi's telling us that the reason why it had to be a mill was is because we see also by Yeshua that's what the distance was. I. what's the proof? So Yeshua was a mill <laughs> what, what does that have to do with anything? Do with the midbar how they camp. Two different uh, time periods. Therefore Rashi says the reason why they're a mill because they need to be able to come on Shabbos. That reason fit, even when they were in the midbar. Therefore it's understood that also by the midbar they're a chayke because they also need to come on Shabbos to go to the Mishkan. Um, and therefore this explains, this explains question number two, why was it a mill? Why did Rashi, how did he know it was a mill? So that explains that, okay? And that also explains question number four, why, why did we think it was more than a mil? He said, oh, it was only a mil, because I would have thought it would have been even farther than a mil, why? Because the farther the better, less of a chance to do something wrong. Therefore Rashi says, no, the maximum was a mil. So we still have two questions left. The question is, why does it have to tell us that Moshe Arn and his children were surrounding the Mishkan close to it, and why does it break it up? So, So, he says, Why does Rashi, why do we need to say that the Yidin, why wouldn't the Yidin have been allowed to go to the Mishkan if they were more than 2,000 Amis away? We know the halacha, that if you're within a city, you're able to walk more than 2,000 Amis when you're in a city. Even the city is thousands of thousands of, uh, tens of thousands of amos, you can walk as long as it's one city. So the Yidin camped around the entire Mishkan. Mishkan was part of their part of their city. So there wouldn't have been an israf tohumim. So how do you understand the pshat as a zayf? He says kfar hutgish kama pamed the Rashi beperushal etoyer mefarasha k'suvemakal derech pshat. The ain name maybe halachas halimadu sadei remez beduroshchulo. He says we explain many times Rashi comes to explain the pshutay shemikra. He's not coming to explain halachas that are learned out from the Rames of the pesukim or a drasha out of the Psukim. So is that moving the gamkesh maybe halacha misuyamis how is that muhurah who pshutay shemikra? He says, so first of all, Rashi will only bring halachas which are relevant um, to explain the Pshutah Shemikra. And second of all, the, the, the details he'll bring might not actually fit according to halacha. It's actually what fits best according to the Pshat of the Plasic. Rashi's not coming to teach you what the halacha is. Rather, it can tell you from the words itself, if you just read the context of these words, this is what makes the most sense, and this is what will be the halacha is. According to halacha, there might be a, a different halacha. It could be, a, you know, halacha mash we have a Kabbalah, or we have some special drasha, that we learn that the halacha is actually different. But uh, those drashas are not something which is implied by the Pshut HaShemikr just by reading the words. So, tchumin. So similarly with isra tchumen, so Rashi actually brings it down, and it's explained the Pshuta Shemikra. It says in the pasuk a person shall not leave his place on Shabbos. So what is his place? So Rashi tells us that's the two thousand amas of Tchum Shabbos. So the issue of Pshuta Shemikra is leaving the place where you where you live. So, so we understand. Even Pasha Shabbat, when you say Mekaym, it doesn't mean like the, you know, the actual place where you happen to be standing when Shabbat stood. It means you're the place where you live, your city. So you have 2,000 Amas from the end of your city. But because that, this is the Chiddush. Zorch Liyah is Kibshat HaKasif M'Koyme Shal'Ish. Hayni Mokim M'Yish B'nei Adav. Posh Shibshat is you can't leave a place where M'Koyme Shal'Ish, a place where people live. You have 2,000 Amas from the end of where people live. So if, according to Peshut Shomikra, you had a place in the, in the, in the middle of a city, you have a big, large area, 10,000 Ames uh, big in the middle of the city, nobody lives there, so you would not be allowed to go more than 2,000 Ames into that area because you're not allowed to leave your Makhim, the place where Makhim HaShelish, where people live. So if you go to this big empty area, which is the middle of the city, even though a Korint that's fine, but according to Beshut HaShem Mikra, that would not be considered a Makhim HaShelish. So the way that we need to done, is the Makhim, Yisrael, Leviyah, and Mishkan. And this is the Makhim HaShelish. He says, nonetheless, he says, even though it was one city, for sure, but nonetheless, if it was more than 2,000 Amas between the Degol and the Mishkan, they would not have been allowed to come on Shabbos. And that's why Rashi's telling us that the maximum, it was just, it was a mill distance. So they still would have been able to come on Shabbos. All right? because remember, it was a mill from where the Mishkan was, but you also had the Levim and Moshe, uh, Levim surrounding the Mishkan. So from the end of where that would have been, it would have been less than 2,000, uh, 2000 Amas from, you know, even let's say the Levim's camp only took 100 Amas. That means it only would have been 1,900 amos from the next group where people would live, and that would have all been considered one city, they would have been able to go there. to go there. So Now we have a question the other way around. If Mikra means where people live, Lama Hart Sarklius, He said, look at the other way, right? Because we just said you have 2,000 amas from when the peop- where the last person lives. So if the Levim take up, let's say, 100 amas, so really you shouldn't have 2,000 amas from where the Mishkan is. You should have until 2,000 amas from where the last uh, Levy lived. So just a bit under 2,000 amas from where the last Levy lived. That's where it should have been. So it wouldn't have been, let's. Um, 2000 Amas from the Mishkan, the mill, the mill, the mill would have been from where the Mishkan is, it really should have been a mill from where the last Levi lived. So why is Rashi saying it's from the Mishkan? So, therefore Rashi says it wasn't just the Levim that were camping surrounding it, it was also Mishkan Aaron. And we know Moshe, Aaron, and his children, they were just on the east side. So was just their tiny little, you know, let's say four or five tents. So they really just took up a very, very small distance. And the other three, all the rest of the Levim, camped on the other three sides. He says that it's understood that from the eastern side, they would have had to have been, um, basically, since they only took up a few Amas, it would have had to have been uh, 2,000 Amas uh, basically 2,000 amas from where the Mishkan was, minus like a little bit. So it could have been 2,000, technically 2,000, let's say, 5 amas away. It's very small, which wasn't a So the easiest way, of course, would just be, it was basically a mill from where the Mishkan was. So since it need to be one mill from the east, the Torah is, of course, not a doesn't make differentiations. So on all the sides, it was a mill. So since that's why Rashi, that explains the last two questions. Why does Rashi have to tell us this idea of that they were, Moshe and Aaron, they were, very close, camping very close to it. And why did they also have to break up the details of you know Moshe and Aaron and Levim? Because the reasoning is it's trying to explain why it had to be a mill, Why specifically a mill from the Mishkan? And the reasoning is because even though the Levim were, were close to it, so on those other three sides... They technically could have had more than a mill, but you have to look at the mill how it was on the eastern side, where Moshe and Aaron and their children were, and that would have had to have been basically almost 2,000 mil away, and therefore all the sides were a mil. All right. So this is the lesson that we demand from every yid. Not just to do the term mitzvahs and the, the mitzvahs of the Rabbana and the Raysa, the Siyogma to do them properly. But even more than that, we also demand them meaning is all, everything that you do has to be for the sake of Shemaim. You're eating food, you go to business, that has to be because you want to do what Hashem wants. So you're eating, so you can have energy to be able to learn to hire, you're working, so you have money to get stuck up, to pay for tuition, etc. And even more than that, he says, it's Becholder Chechad de'eu, that the reason everything that you do is not just for the sake of Shemaim, but actually in that itself that what you're doing, you're able to come to have a knowledge and recognition of Hashem. Uh, in other words, there's really two ways of looking at this world. One way of looking at this world is we see this world and we say, oh, it's it's it hides, it hides Hashem. We can't see Hashem in this world. But I know the reason why Hashem created this world and all the things in it was is for his Avaida. So I will use all these items in order to serve Hashem. A steeper way of looking at it is, is that everything that hides Hashem, that itself is really just a revelation of Hashem. Just like Hashem has the Kayach of B'liqvul, He also has the Kayach of gwol So even this world, which hides Hashem, this hiding of Hashem, is not really hiding Hashem. That it's, the hiding itself is really a revelation of Hashem. When we say Hashem, elikim that we're saying is that Elikim itself is part of Hashem, so the Tsimsum and er, all this, everything that's being hidden is really also created by Hashem. So Bechadur Chachadehu says that even in this world that look like it's hiding Hashem, I will come to see Hashem. I'm seeing the Koyach of Hashem being able to create Ayash. So even in the, uh, the, 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 the Chacha, your ways, which seem like they're hiding Hashem, on the contrary, you realize how that itself is really a revelation of Hashem. So I'm some say this is extremely difficult. But people It makes sense Shabbos v'yantiv. or even during the week when I'm busy learning Torah and davening, which is the same, which is the Shabbos v'yantiv. Then I could. When I when, when I'm removed from the physical item of this world, then I could be filled with Ava of Hashem and I could be oisik and avoid Hashem. But when I'm involved in the gashmi, how could at the same time involved in Yonam gashmi be able to fill such a high, uh, high idea? This is therefore Rashi tells us why was it so far the machna, but but only to a maximum of 2,000 amas, that's in order that they should be able to come on Shabbos. This is a lesson from this, that they're able to come on Shabbos. Meaning is, even during the rest of the week, even during the rest of the week, there are always less than 2,000 amas away from the Mishkan. Why? So they should be able to come on Shabbos. In other words, is we see that Shabbos makes the Mishkan be close to us. So Shabbos has an effect, even during the week, even the Yisrael Sachal that we're close to the Mishkan. So the Shabbos has an effect on us that we are always, even when we're involved in our Yoni Gashmi, and it's a weekday, we can also come close to the Mishkan. And this comes as, as, as a Ramez and Rashi from how close the Yidin were to the Mishkin. The idea of the Mishkan is that's where we brought Kabanus, that's where the Shekhin is. The idea of the Mishkan is the Avaydas Hashem. And we know through every Mitzvah and every good deed that a person does, uh he comes closer and unites with Hashem. So, so Rashi's So Rashi hinting that this curve that Machne Yisrael, the Yidden, have with Hashem, who is the Mishkan on meaning is that they're close to Shabb- they're close to the Mishkan, that the Machne Yisrael is so close to the Mishkan that they're able to come on Shabbos. Rashi's telling us that cure that we have on Shabbos, that we're so close that we can go to the Mishkan, the truth is that Kirov is also Nimshach and, and, and spreads out to the weekdays, that even the weekdays were constantly coming closer to Hashem.